0: I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Welcome back to Sports Business Secrets, my friends, and today. I've got another random lesson for you from the NBA collective bargaining agreement, if you've noticed when I talk about all these topics, obviously I've been doing a lot of the EuroLeague stuff and the FIBA regulations, but uh, especially when I talk about the CBA for the NBA, um, I haven't really done a deep dive <clears throat> too much into popular CBA topics um, for, for for two reasons, two main reasons at least. One is because I'm still learning about them myself. Um, and two is because I like to go behind the scenes and talk about the things that others are not talking about. So, something that people don't think of too often is what happens when a player gets traded, or assigned, or picked up, uh, especially during the season in the NBA. Right? You, you could potentially see a guy playing for the Lakers on a on a Thursday night, and then all of a sudden the weekend fl- uh, flies by, and then you know on Monday or Tuesday you see them suiting up at Madison Square Garden for the Knicks. But what you don't see is what happens in between. Trust me, it's not magic or a snap of the fingers, right? There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with both the player and the player's agents. Um, and so how do they get there? Who pays for it? Um, what does the family do? Well, that is what there's a collective bargain agreement for, and there are rules and regulations that go over that stuff, which is what I'm going to talk about today. So uh, per usual, if you are following along or you want to follow along in the CBA, this is Article Three player expenses, which starts on page 64. Uh, and the first section is uh, is moving expenses. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So this section is split up into five different bullet points here. You've got main moving expenses, hotel accommodations, housing costs, reimbursement, proof of expenses, and player obligation to minimize liability. And I'll go over each one of those real quickly here. So the first one, uh, main moving expenses. So under this This section, it says, a team is obligated to reimburse a player for reasonable expenses related to the assignment of a player contract from one team to another in accordance with paragraph 10 of a uniform player contract. Now, not to get too much on a tangent here, but I figured I would just do a quick refresher of what article 10 is in the uniform player contract, which is just the, basically just the standard contract that every NBA player um, signs. Uh, when they do, um, when they actually sign to their team. So, uh, the the main three points in Article Ten um, in the in that contract say: uh, first of all, the team has the right to assign this contract to any other NBA team, and the player agrees to accept that assignment and to faithfully perform and carry out uh, the contract moving forward. The Second thing is, in the event that this contract is assigned to any other NBA team. All reasonable expenses incurred by the player in moving himself and his family to the home territory of the new team um, shall be paid by the assignee team. Right. So, uh, the last section there: if the trade or assignment is made during the season, the player must report to the new team within forty-eight hours. And 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 that's that's something that people don't really. Uh, talk about much, and then if it's in between seasons, and someone gets traded in some big sign and trade or whatever, uh, then they have uh, one week. Obviously, unless it's you know during the time when players don't need to ha- need to report to their team, if it's if it's within that season or in between the season, and there's more time, and it's not actually during the games, um, then players have up to a week. So there is a ha- there are a handful of rules um, that just about the moving expenses that players can submit to be reimbursed. And essentially, they they have to be, in quotes, ordinary and reasonable, right? Which I I think is pretty subjective, but they go into details here. So before incurring those expenses, the player needs to do the following. First, they need to consult with the team uh, to which his contract has been assigned before, um, before actually moving all of his stuff. Because if you move all your stuff and you expect to be just reimbursed just because before consulting with the team, you might be out of luck. And then second is you have to give t- the, the, the team a, a written estimate of the proposed expenses from an established moving company beforehand. So the reason for that is because the team that has the opportunity to call the, um, you know, the assignee team to see if they have any other moving companies that they might have worked with in the past, so they're not going to pay some ridiculous amount of money. Um, and then the new team has 10 days to decide whether they'll pay those costs or whether they want to find comparable services to move them uh, via their own company. So fun fun, last little fact they threw in there is, um, in quotes, reasonable moving expenses shall include the cost of moving not more than one automobile for the player and not more than two automobiles if the player is married. So all, uh, all, all you NBA NBA players there that have, uh, you know, ten cars in the garage, just know that if you want to move them, only up to two of them, if you're married, can be reimbursed. Now, the, the next two sections talk about accommodations. Obviously, depending on the age and the family situation, these could be very different situations. But you know, if you have a family, like what 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 are they doing? You know, like you obviously have to report to work, but are they going to? Is it a multi-year contract that you signed? Is it a um, you know, is it a, a short-term contract? W- what's happening there with the family? Are you going to pick up your life and move there completely? Are you going to do a short-term lease? Because so, you're not sure what's going to happen after that season. So uh, obviously uh, many different situations, but first uh, the player gets to have a hotel in the original team's hometown that's paid for for up to 46 days after the assignment. Obviously, uh, you know, if, if, Somebody was renting or whatever the housing situation was, which we'll get into in a second, you know their 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 family might need to make a few trips back and forth or even just stay there for a while. you know they they don't forget players have to be in the new city if it's start the season for four, uh, within forty eight hours. So that's a quick move, right? and and not everyone's gonna bring their entire family and just stop what they're doing and do that right away. Um, and then the next part is housing costs reimbursement. So a player is, is reimbursed by the assignee team for the cost of his living quarters, which usually is either rent or mortgage expense, in the city from which he's assigned for a period of three months after the date of the assignment. Right. Provided, however, that payment can only be made um, if the player l- is legally obligated to make that, which I think is basically just means you know if you have the opportunity to get out without a fee of your I don't know rent or mortgage. I guess then they don't have to pay that, and that mortgage payment of reimbursement shall not exceed four thousand five hundred dollars per month, which is um, you know a solid a solid mortgage payment, right? So if you but you know if you have a ten million dollar home, you know you can't just expect them to pay the entire mortgage on that bad boy. Uh, the fourth part here is proof of expenses. So. I touched about it. I, I touched on this a little earlier in the in the episode. Prior to reimbursing um, an assigned player, um, the assignee team might require satisfactory proof that the player has already paid the amounts for which he seeks reimbursement. Um, and in the case of housing costs reimbursements, you have to prove that you are legally obligated to pay such costs. Now, this is in there for I guess you know. I don't know, saying a third party paid it for you and it didn't come out of your pocket and you just want the money anyways. Obviously, proof of expenses is just kind of a general thing in all businesses. And the last part here is player obligation to minimize potential liability. So to minimize the potential liability of NBA teams under this section, a player who does not establish permanent or year-round residence in the home city or, or within the vicinity of the home city of the team that he's employed at, needs to use his best efforts to obtain a short-term lease and to make sure that there are provisions in the lease that authorize him to sublet um, or or grant grant someone else to take over the lease in the event that the contract is assigned to another team. So that that, that was that that was a mouthful there, but basically, you know, it's saying that players need to have the awareness that if they're on a short-term deal, you know they don't they can't lock themselves into a, a long-term housing deal with the expectation that if they do get their contract assigned, somebody else is going to pick up that cost no matter what. Basically, this is just saying, hey, in good faith, try to minimize that that liability. By being aware, right, and 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 by taking these precautions beforehand. So, um, man, I'm not gonna lie. That was that was about ten minutes of. It, it seemed pretty boring on my end. Hopefully, it wasn't boring on your end. But um, that is uh, that is <clears throat> Article Three, Section One, moving expenses of the collective bargaining agreement, talking all about how player expenses are calculated and reimbursed if a contract is assigned during the year. I hope you're not sleeping yet through these ten minutes, but. Um, if you are, I'll try and get a bit more entertaining for you here on tomorrow's episode. Speaking of which, you know, the drill, see you back here tomorrow morning at 6am. Have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sports Business Secrets. If you heard something today that you liked but made you realize you're still curious and you might want to learn more, head on over to www.sportsagentsecrets.com. If you've been listening to my podcast from the beginning, you're probably aware that some of this stuff is not really talked about and there's plenty of information that stays behind the curtain. Well, my goal is to peel back that curtain and dive into the things that are left untalked about. I just launched the first of many online courses to come, and the first course is designed to teach the basics of being a sports agent. I base the curriculum on everything that I've learned so far in my career, from how to get your foot in the door, to roles and responsibilities, to types of contracts, and how agents make money, and much more. Really looking forward to sharing with you all the information I wish I had when I was just getting started. So again, head on over to sportsagentsecrets.com to check it out.